0: All right, guys, so time for another Dexter thought experiment presented with facts, of course. Presented with facts, of course. So, electric cars. Electric cars. Lots of proponents of the electric car industry propose and hope that traditional gasoline powered engines or combustion engines will be a thing of the past in the next 10, 15, or 20 years. If you're Canada, You're trying to outlaw them completely. California wants to do the same thing. It seems like us Americans, we're the only people that want to drive around in Ford 5550s with the biggest tires and the loudest motors. But is electric the surefire way to protect our globe? Is it the surefire way to protect us as a people? Is it a surefire way to protect the environment? I don't know. I don't know if electric is the way. And I'm going to give you my reasons why. Welcome to End the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? So let's break it down. First and foremost, let's talk about batteries. So, have we ever seen a battery that lasts all the time? Think about it. Just think about it. You go to the store, you get your Energizer, you get your Duracell you know, because it lasts and it lasts and it lasts and then it dies. And you throw it away. Or you know, you go and get your brand new Samsung Galaxy Note 21. You get your brand new iPhone Pro Max. And then slowly but surely over time, your phone goes from lasting 10 hours a day to nine hours a day to eight hours a day. You go in, you check your battery capacity and you're whittling down to 80%. Soon you need to go in to get a battery replacement Because your phone is only lasting so long and it's barely getting you through the day. So let's ramp this up. Let's ramp this up to vehicles. So here's the thing. With hybrid vehicles, you have a hybrid engine. So therefore, you have that engine as kind of a kickback. And I'm going somewhere with this. But when you're dealing with the Tesla, when you're dealing with the Rivian, when you're dealing with any of the other competitors that are in the market pollster from from Volvo you have to remember that at some point <laughs> this battery is going to fail it can only charge so much tesla owners even note that their range drops year over year over year over year so my question to you as the listener to us also as consumers is what happens when our range goes from 300 to 350 miles per charge down to 300. The next year, down to 280. And then 10 years from there, 125. What happens? Because here's the thing. You're going to replace a massive amount of sales. A massive amount of sales. Essentially, the entire undercarriage of an electric vehicle aside from the motors that that drive that power directly to the wheels it's all battery so we're talking tens of thousands of dollars for replacement so when you look at an internal combustion engine or ice for short you don't have to deal with that people who have classic cars and they fix them up they're fixed they're done they might do a little project here and there but every so often, you're not, in, you're not essentially buying a new car. There are new cars out here that cost $15,000. But essentially, to keep your Tesla looking and running right, say every 10 or 15 years, you might have to start replacing those sales. Next, consumer electronics. Doing this, we're essentially turning a vehicle into a consumer electronic and what happens with consumables they at some point get thrown away and to me that is the biggest issue that I have well the second it's the second biggest issue that I have behind battery technology with all of the electric cars because now we're seeing more and more Tesla owners out here but more times than not, they're leasing these vehicles and then not many people want to buy a Tesla second hand because of the first issue that I told you about battery. The range is going to be somewhat diminished. It's not going to be diminished by 100 miles per year, but it definitely might be diminished by 5 or 10 or maybe even 15, depending on the amount of charge cycles on that vehicle. So knowing that, number one, you're dealing with charge cycles and you're only going to have so many given your battery. And two, you you're essentially turn this into a consumable item. What happens with consumables? They end up in a landfill. And I'm not saying that Teslas are going to be in the landfill. But I am saying is. How are we going to deal with these batteries, these old battery packs that get removed and have to get replaced? How are we going to handle those? And last but not least, hacking, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, like these cars are not running on Linux, pun intended, the greatest operating system on the planet. But usually they're running proprietary software that has to get updated over the over the air and things of that nature what happens when someone wirelessly starts to pass bad patches to the software all great systems get hacked windows has exploits chrome had an exploit today So what happens when more and more of us get on the roll with with these absolutely phenomenal looking Teslas, with these absolutely killer Rivian trucks? What happens when more and more individuals put the pedal to the metal and rubber meat road in these electronic vehicles? You have the potential for a hack. And it's really just as simple as that. So I know what you're asking yourself, Dexter. You really, <laughs> you really just killed my hopes and dreams for an electronic car. And I hope that's not the case because hey, I think Teslas are phenomenal. I love electric vehicles. I love them. But at the same time, that might not be the end all be all. Wouldn't it be great? If we could have a motor that was powered by water, something that's 100% renewable, there has to be something else that we can utilize aside from electricity that can power a vehicle, give us the same output or more, and also not pollute the same air that we want to breathe, the same air that we want our children to breathe. There has to be something else. So with that being said, the electric car industry is great. I think it's great. I think they're moving towards something good. I think they need to bring their prices down. But three, these three items that I mentioned around batteries, around the consumer electronification, and the fact that we can potentially introduce hacks into cars and that is not a place that you want them to be. See Jeep. So guys, let's think about this. This was a thought experiment, but what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on these vehicles? What are your thoughts on the electronification of cars? Do you own an electric car? Do you want an electric car in the future? Let me know. And guys, until next time, this is Dexter Johnson, and I'll holler at you. Tell a friend about the podcast.